Okay, so this episode of Cloud Conversations is brought to you by the Points app. Points is the debit card with unlimited cash back, thoughtful design, exclusive rewards, and comprehensive benefits. Enjoy five times the points on subscriptions such as Netflix, Spotify, HBO Max, and Hulu. Points are redeemable for cash instantly. Points never expire, and there is no cap. You can also enjoy five times the points at places like Amazon, Lululemon, Glossier, Whole Foods, and Starbucks. Go to the link that's in the show notes, click that, sign up. I'm going to send you 10,000 bonus points, which is the equivalent of $100. 10,000 bonus points. Point app, it is on iPhone, it's on Android, or you can access it from your desktop at points.app. Okay, now that's out of the way. So today I'm going to continue a conversation that we had um, on the last episode when we kind of found our, I don't know, found our way into this trans conversation and then realized we didn't know what the fuck we was talking about. So at the time I was attempting to get someone on the line that knew a little bit more about what we were talking about than we did. And I was unsuccessful then, but I have her now. Paige, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. All right, thank you for coming and doing this and trying to educate the people just a little bit. Um, can you give a slight background on who you are and what it is that you do? Sure. Um, well, like he said, uh, my name is Paige Logan and I'm from Lafayette in Indiana. And I have experience in this background. Not only am I a part of the LGBTQ community, um, but I also get the opportunity to work with them on a regular basis, and it used to be on a daily basis. I was a disease intervention specialist with our local health department in Lafayette, and I ran our STD clinic, and I was in charge of our outreach, and I got to attend some really awesome trainings and some really inclusive workshops, and I just got the opportunity to expand my own knowledge and be able to be an advocate for others. Now, did you always did you always feel a connection kind of with the LGBTQ community? And also, like, I know as of recent, it's more public and it's more accepted to have conversations like these kind of in a public forum. But it wasn't always. So did you always find yourself kind of looking out for marginalized communities? I do kind of feel like I'm always advocating for the little guy or marginalized communities. Um, I I don't know. There's just something about uh, things that are not just in the world and certain things that I feel like need brought attention to and to stand up for. And sometimes I'm in the minority of those or sometimes I can be really in your face or it can be perceived a little bit more aggressive than I'm intending it to be. Um, but yeah, I have always kind of felt a connection with the marginalized community. Um, I'm not sure exactly why, the why behind it. Um, but it is something that has been something more easy to talk about in the world. I'm not sure what kind of made that switch. Um, legalizing gay marriage was huge and Obama did that. And that I mean, that was a huge hurdle. And after that, I think people, a lot more people got a lot more brave. I'm not saying since, you know, 2008, um, we were all able to, you know, be free and just 
have fun but I do I do feel like as I've gotten older I don't know if it's because I'm more at one with my own being and I'm more self-aware of my own self than or if it's because it's becoming more accepted or if it's becoming just more normal I mean I even see my own 10 year old daughter like talking about certain things and like certain sexualities and certain friends and to me, that's just amazing that 10 year olds or, you know, just even like fifth to eighth grade, even know what some of these terms are. I got the chance to teach a high school sex ed class, um, a part of the health department. It was the first time that we've been asked to be in a health department since having a sexual, like a sexual STD clinic. So that was a huge hurdle to jump and like a huge um, goal to achieve. But it was amazing how much some of these kids already knew. I wasn't sure what I was walking into. Um, I still got to teach them some things, but like they really opened my eyes to what what really young people are like doing and what they talk about and maybe what they're exposed to more often. Yeah, these, these kids are much faster than we are nowadays. Uh, the internet's like a gift and a curse because once true. you make once you make the world smaller, uh, you in turn make things much faster. And once you give people access to a whole bunch of information, it just makes growth and maturity or All sometimes lack thereof. You're going too yeah. fast. But yeah, it's it's an interesting thing, especially when it comes to like LGBTQ. I know I personally, it's a lot of letters to say. Like, and it's I don't ever I don't want to mess it up just because like people make a big deal and they might not understand it. I, right. I just literally think it's a lot of letters to say. But it is as the letters add on I get more I find myself at least getting more and more confused as to as to how they play into everything so I'm gonna start with the Q and I, I'm pretty sure the Q is for queer correct yes we're questioning Please, oh okay explain so explain what's the difference between that and bisexual okay uh, well um Queer is, I mean, it's basically, you know, if you go to the Oxford language or you type into Google queer definition, um, what is it? There's like odd or peculiar, um, but one of them is homosexual. And that's a homosexual. And that's a pretty big umbrella term to use. Um, you know, it's basically a term describing inclusively people who sexual identity or sexuality their politics and or their culture are different from the majority or the mainstream okay i gotta be honest i'm even more confused now because to me that's that sounds that sounds like bisexual no well bisexual is someone the def, the textbook definition of bisexual would be someone who is attracted to more than one gender both male and female okay so and that's like romantically sexually attracted right so why do you, or why is sexual identification so important um sexual identity can be important because it kind of describes the direction of that person's affection or the direction of which you know that can be emotional romantic sexual attraction or affection um, and it also kind of affects the way kids are growing up these days, um, or just people in general. They found it can affect, you know, negative have negative health impacts 
-hmm. it can have risky, it can increase risky sexual behavior and increase drug use for especially youth growing up um, who kind of are hiding who they are and why and not being validated in their own identities. Yeah. See, when I think about the identification part of like, you know, sexually identifying as something, it's to me initially when I when I thought about it, because I kind of did a little research to go into this thing, I kind of read it as a. At first, it almost felt like a constraint. And because when it comes to issues with like the LGBTQ community, I try to think about like so to understand an issue part of you has to kind of put yourself in a position where you may understand how they're affected by it. Right. Yeah. You have to have some sort of empathetic feelings. Right. I feel like. So for me, the closest thing I could reach out to was race being black. Absolutely. And so I don't like the, I personally don't like the idea of race. It bothers me. It's something that we created. Right. And so when, when someone decided to label me as black Mm -hmm. and to label you as white, and the two have no scientific correlation with actual human DNA. These are just these labels. These labels have caused so many problems in the world that if I think like, to me, it's like if, if, I, were, if I were wanting to push us as a people, LGBTQ now mm-hmm. further, I would personally be running away from having to identify myself sexually just to get acceptance does that make sense yeah i mean absolutely now i know there's other side to that because i can't speak for them because i just don't know what do you think the other side of that would be like now i understand there's pride in it right because i do take pride in being black as well and i know that there's these prideful things it's just it makes me it makes me feel the way you know and it's i know it's not the I don't feel the pride that they feel when they identify sexually. I look at it from the outside and I'm like, oh, geez, I don't want them to judge you like they do me. <laughs> Does right. That make sense? No, no, absolutely. And like, I felt that way my, like for a long part of my life too. I mean, coming out of the closet or, you know, whatever the term people want to say, it's, I mean, at some point, even though yeah so like i don't know if it's a special kind of like silly or what it is but you're right the lgbtq community it's like they want they're not afraid they want to be put on a like they want that attention even though it might negatively affect them but then there are people i know people who are very much homosexual but like they do not approve of like they don't participate in pride events and they're not like overly like boisterous about it but i feel like that's an older generation as well yeah and and i want to be clear i'm not saying I, i think anybody should conceal who they actually are to make other people feel comfortable no yeah but they don't have to be all up in your face yeah because it it could it it just could send the it's a very very sexuality is just one of those things to get people fired up and it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you stand on yeah absolutely so i mean it's a people, huge deal because... and most people on the other side they come into this fight looking for a fight 
No, for sure. And they don't want to listen either. They're not willing to like just listen to the other side. They're they just their way or the highway, like their way is the right way. And they're not really willing to have a conversation or to hear anybody else's um, opinions, honestly. Yeah, it's kind of terrible. But at the same time, I mean, it like it's the gender norm that gets, you know, crushed. And that really makes people mad because that's just not how it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> so how we how we fell into the conversation last episode, the, the actual episode was supposed to be about uh, like cancel culture, pretty much. And so we began to discuss Dave Chappelle's last uh, stand up on Netflix. And he ends the stand up by telling this what I thought was a beautiful story about his trans friend who eventually committed suicide. I didn't know this mm-hmm. shit while I was watching it. And then I watched it and I was like, this is a terrible story, Dave. Like, she committed suicide. But mm-hmm. there was outrage from, I don't even want to say the LGBTQ community. Let's just say Twitter, because it'd be a lot on there. Um, and so, yeah. So basically, quick story of what happened was Dave meets trans woman. Dave becomes friends with trans woman. Dave goes back to San Francisco, has trans woman open for the show, for his show. They become friends. He releases a special with trans jokes in it that the trans community and others didn't like. Mm -hmm. So they proceed to try to attack and cancel Dave. Um, Okay, yeah, I remember this. Trans friend comes, she comes out to defend him and say, hey, these are jokes. He's a comedian. He doesn't look down on trans people. So like it's everybody just kind of relaxed. And then they turned and like started to attack her for defending him. She ends up committing suicide. Like I said, it's a long, terrible, terrible story. Yeah, no, it is really terrible. That's how we got into it. And then like I realized bullied by her own community. Absolutely. And I realized that I don't know much about trans people. (laughs) Like I do I know the basics, but like I'm gonna ask you a really simple and probably stupid question. There but are no stupid questions answer when it, it comes like we're stupid. to this stuff. <laughs> okay. So if you're a trans woman, does that mean that you was born a male, but you identify as woman? Or you were born a woman and transitioned to a male? Because I'm confused. Okay, a trans woman is someone who was born, who was assigned male at birth and now identifies as a female. Okay. So then a trans man would be a someone who was born a female at birth and identifies as male okay that's cleared up that one makes sense i didn't yeah. know how that worked so the the term that you use is the gender that they um like trans and then woman because that's what they identify now as okay i'm glad but you took honestly me there. they probably just identify as woman maybe because not some trans women and trans men um they don't i mean they're still kind of closeted or afraid around certain situations so not everybody lives their true self all the time so when it comes to the pronouns and uh, mm-hmm. you see like she her they i understand what she means i understand what her means i understand what he means for him what does they mean like or not what does it mean but like how does that one come up so, I mean, for those people that don't necessarily identify as, you know, a male or female, um, they's, 
are basic. I mean, they can be anybody that identifies as queer. I know um, somebody who, uh, they're not, I mean, it can be people who are non-binary, so they don't necessarily identify as male or female. They might have attributes to both physical, uh, emotional, whatever of those, but they don't really feel like they stick into a certain gender. And then I have people that like know that I know personally that, I mean, they kind of identify as she, her, but they also, they really would just prefer a they because they just feel like they're not necessarily all the attributes that she's enable. But that maybe they feel a little bit more masculine. Gay? You what? When would I call them gay? Or gay, Jesus they. Christ. They, <laughs> because that doesn't naturally flow. Like No, absolutely. It's really difficult. And I think that's the biggest um, hurdle that people who don't identify as he or she kind of face is that it's hard to identify somebody as they. And you have to be intentional about it. And one of, and it's really hard. And a lot of people will just, People who necessarily, you know, they want to identify as they. Um, sometimes they don't catch people or they don't correct them when they just assume they're a certain gender. Because, I mean, somebody who identifies as they could look like a female. And so when they get called she, they don't necessarily feel comfortable correcting. Um, because that sometimes that opens a conversation that you don't really want to have at the moment. Or that you, like, you don't know necessarily who that person is but yeah you're right they is super hard um and i spent the last few years really 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 working toward kind of being fluid in pronouns um but that's hard too because i mean not everybody gets asked their pronouns um i would go to like conferences for the health department or i would go to trainings and at the beginning you know you always go around and introduce yourself to everybody um, a lot of the times I would be like, hi, my name's Paige Logan and I identify as she, her, or I use the she, her pronouns. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes somebody else identifying their pronouns will make others in the room feel safe enough to also use their pronouns. And I found that once I introduced myself and used my pronouns, typically everyone else following started using their pronouns too. And so I've tried to get into the habit of introducing myself with my pronouns because it is kind of a newer thing and it's hard for people, but the more we use them, the easier it could happen. Um, You forgot the Z though. There's a pronoun that I learned in one of my trainings and it's Z. And then like, instead of them, him or her, it would be H-I-R, so her or Zer. Dog, are you serious right now? Zers and Zerself, yes. What Um, What does that mean? I'm not really sure. I learned. I'm not sure. Like, if this is just an extension, I don't know anybody that identifies. But I just, I wanted, I didn't want to forget them. I wanted to be inclusive of those that identify yeah. as Z. Now, is this? <laughs> would this be the best way for you to explain the uh, gender fluidity? How they, how they go back and forth, and is this what that is? Yeah, I mean, this is something. I mean, pronouns. Basically, I think matter and they're important because nothing's more personal than the way someone refers to us um nothing hurts more than like being mistaken for a man when you are a female 
or you know what I mean? Or if that's mm-hmm. how you feel and that's how you identify, then that's absolutely who you are. So it's nothing hurts more than being incorrectly identified. Um, it's a sign of mutual respect and it's a sign of courtesy is what I think. And a lot of others. <laughs> okay. So earlier when we were talking, did you say something about how it was difficult for you to come out? I mean, it can be, it is. Um, sometimes you're not sure. Sometimes you, I mean, I already had, I wasn't necessarily like out and proud um, when I had my daughter. And so it's hard in like society to be in, even like to debut, like to defer from the gender norm. So to identify from something other than, you know, a heterosexual cis female, because that's who I was born as. It's really hard to kind of get out of that, especially when, you know, you have a kid. So like, oh wait, you have a child. How are you, like, how do you identify, how do you like females or how do you identify? And then bisexuality is like a huge thing that people have like a phobia of i feel like well bisexuality that's like the that's like the uh mixed race of the lgbtq community (laughs) (laughs) like you know what i mean so like the the og gays they don't really accept you and then okay you're right though yeah don't really accept you you know what i mean it's it's hard Yeah, yeah like there's you know the national like day of bisexuality bisexuality awareness and like, I mean, as corny as that is, because everything has a day and everything has a month these days, um, that it is, it kind of brings light to the discrimination or the hatred of bisexuals. Like, because there's still this like thought that you can only be gay or you can only be straight. Mm-hmm. And like, that- like you said, it, it happens within our own community. What do you think that heterosexual people can do and and family members that, that like to make it easier for individuals to come out um being an ally if you can i mean just in general being supportive of your family members um if they invite you to certain events or you know um our community right now is really big into like having drag shows and we have a couple different kind of drag groups that perform at the different um bars and then just different areas it doesn't necessarily have to be a bar um but you can continue to educate yourself as an ally um you can have those conversations even though they're sometimes sticky and uncomfortable with your friends and family and your community you know being inclusive is always a huge deal um like i said you can simply introduce yourself and your pronouns that is a huge way to be an ally and you have no idea how many people if i mean i'm sure in the room there are some there is somebody that identifies on the lgbtq spectrum i'm sure Mm -hmm. in the room everywhere and so like that's something that you can show being an ally and that seems so minuscule and so simple and like oh it's not that big of a deal but that's those those are the things that kind of let people's guards down in front of others um you know, supporting my, gender inclusive restroom what, how do i do that what's my pronoun well i don't know what are your pronouns i can't identify like how do you identify 
I'm just a straight man. I don't I don't know. So what, then you're is a it just he? male. What does he cis said. mean? This is what you were born as. So it's cisgender. I knew we were going to get into things that so I told you earlier. This just goes, we can go crazy. Yeah, see, I don't know what that word means. So cisgender is word... a person whose gender identity matches their assigned sex. So you are a male. Your mm-hmm. assigned sex is male. And you identify as male. So you're cisgender. Okay. So that's what I should be saying when I walk in these rooms, right? No, you don't have to. But like, that would be cool. Like, you just said it would help them. I didn't say you have to say that you're cisgender. You would just say that. Hi, I like I identify as I use after you introduce yourself. You just say I use the pronouns he him, or yeah. I identify as he him. Yeah. I would never say it because I just don't talk like that. But. It might be. Some I thought out it there was really wonder. hard, honestly, the first time I started doing it, and I probably I do not always do it. There's, I mean, I don't answer the phone and say like what my include on my pronouns. You know what I mean? That's not something that I'm always doing. But if I'm in a community like setting and we're going around introducing ourselves, like we are in first grade, I will definitely choose to use my pronouns because it crushes the gender norm what are some of the dangers that like the lgbtq community faces now um and i ask that because i kind of know a little bit about like the trans situations and suicide is really really bad right now right the highest like suicide for children are trans children um it's terrible they not only i mean people hear it on the news from certain news stations that like you know when the whole bathroom thing was going on and how we could never have a bathroom that both sexes use like how dare us use the same bathroom um but yeah so like they have bullying cyberbullying is huge um so suicide and it's not just children who commit suicide there is a range of different um, they have a lot of rural suicides from bullying, um, prejudice on jobs. People get fired for being gay in the United States. Um, some states have laws against that. And if I was super prepared, I would have had that information. That's, we don't, on this show, we don't, <laughs> listen, we don't really go but, into stats. Um, but. I don't have all of that, but there's, um, I think, honestly, up until recently, or it's still, you can be fired for being gay in Indiana, I believe, still. Wow. Yeah, I'm not sure. That might have been passed recently, and now I'm... Actually, you know what? I think you're correct, because here in Indy, um, there was a teacher at Cathedral, and this was probably Mm -hmm. last year, I believe, that she somehow got outed online and they let her go but i think that might is that a private school because they might have different rules. yeah they don't have to follow but they can find different things that's not uncommon i so like they just they face prejudice not only in their like in their workplace you can face prejudice you know just going out to eat they have that whole like you know everyone is welcome signs that kind of started out and i can't even remember what year it was like 2015 16, 17, mm-hmm. where like the people wouldn't make the gay couple a cake. I mean, you gotta figure oh, out yeah. where you gotta buy cake from and where yeah. you can't have cake because two dudes might be on the top of the cake. Like, that's 
it you just I mean it's similar to being black in America you just kind of have to navigate your life and it's unfair but I do feel like they're very similar risk why do you think people care so much yeah, that is a really great question. I wonder that my, to myself all the time because at the health department, I've worked with people that maybe <laughs> definitely don't have the same views as me and they try to be kind um, and some of them are open to have conversations, but a lot of them aren't. And it's just, it's frustrating because they just, it, they think that because that's the way it was done, that is the way. Or, you know, Christians think that you know, oh, well, they, you know, they say it's not okay to be gay in the Bible and blah, 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 blah. And so that's another pedestal that they can stand on. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know why, who I love or who I identify as, like, yeah. who cares? How does that affect my neighbor? I'm not coming on to, like, it's not like, oh, okay, because I identify as female, I hit on every female or like you know, I identify as bisexual. I hit on every female that walks by. Yeah, that's not that's not the case. And I do think that people are just ignorant. Ignorance is a huge, a huge wall and a huge barrier that a lot of people have, and it's just it's gross. Do you find yourself minimizing your yourself, your personality, or kind of who you are ever because of how fluid you are? Um, like for someone else's that's comfort? That's a great question. Uh, yeah, probably. I'm sure. I try to like be aware of social cues or like how people are interacting. It was really empowering to like run the STD clinic and like 100%, you know, like I could use myself in my advocacy. Um, but yeah, I do think that some people are taken aback by it, but I... I do feel like maybe I'm a little self-aware or I can read a little bit of body language, but sometimes, like I said earlier, that like I come off super aggressive or super in your face. You think that's um, your responsibility though? Maybe. Hmm. I seem I to be doing it. With. So like, maybe it is, <laughs> I don't know. It's sometimes it can be exhausting. Um, the career change that I had earlier, I mean, that was more of a self-preservation move. Um, so I can continue to be, it, like an advocate for myself for my community and for like all the other things I'm involved in but also be able to like fill my own cup up with something else um yeah see I used but to, I, uh, I left the health uh, department and I'm still I still test for the LGBTQ center the second Tuesday of the month so like I still haven't really left I still am volunteering and doing things and trying to be involved even though I might not like get a paycheck from there anymore so I, I realized that i had came off as like intimidating and aggressive to some people yeah. and i used to i used to be very conscious of that you know when i would just involve myself with any types of people so i could tell i could always tell that like yo this person is clearly afraid of me for some strange reason so i would try to crack a joke or something to kind of help them lighten up <laughs> okay. and like eventually i got tired you know what i mean because it's like I began to think to myself, and this is the reason I asked you that question, like, is it your responsibility? Because I'm telling you it's not, right? Right. Because I began to be like, you know, it is not my responsibility to convince you that I'm safe, right? Or That's convince true. you that you shouldn't be intimidated 
by however loud or aggressive I may seem. As long as kind of you're being authentically yourself. And I, I just know that like a lot of, I know a lot of people in the gay community, they, they still, I don't know if it's hiding's not the right word. I don't think they're hiding, but I know they minimize themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. For fear of like, like I said earlier, like prejudice. I mean, I've been on a date with a few, I mean, this was years ago. Um, but I was dating a female and I've been treated differently at restaurants, even in Lafayette. I mean, it's not an overly booming homosexual community out there. I mean, um, I know. Like I've been there's to dinner a community, with my mom but... and her wife. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I know yeah. I know the difference. I know there yeah, is a, I mean, there's a definite not, difference. Even Indy has a better community. Um, and I know Pride Lafayette's trying to change that and they're trying to get more of the community involved and um but it's hard. It can be hard. I don't always, I mean, definitely in the month of June, I wear my pride pin every day. Hmm. And I mean, I have pins, I guess I don't mm -hmm. really put them. I I got a new backpack and it's really nice. Andrew got it for me. And so I don't want to puncture it with any of my pins, but on my old purse backpack, like I had um, like my bi flag pin and just, I don't know. I just think maybe I'd be wearing a t-shirt if I didn't have pins. I just, I, I think it's just in my spirit. You said, is it my responsibility? And like, maybe it's not my responsibility. Maybe it's just like my true self and who I am and who I'm supposed to be. Is there anything that you would like um, to say, to put out there, to urge people to do how to think anything that kind of we didn't get to here because questions kind of jumped all over the place that's true um i don't think so i'm trying to think i mean it's just really important like pronouns do matter even though we think they might not um and it's just really important to listen and be inclusive and like if you don't have questions ask and something that's really important to know it's okay to be wrong i don't know everything certainly i don't know everything and everybody doesn't know everything, um, but you're allowed to be wrong. You're allowed to misidentify somebody. That's huge. We didn't get to kind of tack on that. And like, you can just say, sorry, like you accidentally mm-hmm. call somebody a she, but they're really a he and you just say, sorry, and you move on and just don't beat a dead bush and just like own up to your mistake and move on. And that's something that's a big deal. Um, just becoming an ally and seeing where you can help contact your local LGBTQ center and see if they're having any events. I know COVID's hit them a lot really hard, especially our local one. And Pride Lafayette has seen a huge decrease in funding, which affects the way that they can work in the community. Um, A lot of those centers are nonprofit and it's a huge deal. That's a way you could be a leader in your community and an ally to monetarily support them or even just get involved and volunteer or attend their events to be able to monetarily support them. Okay. I think that wraps it up. Thank cool. you for taking the time to do this. Yeah. Um, thanks for asking me. Are you public enough that you, you're okay. People find you. Yeah. Like that's on fine. Socials? Yeah. I, yeah, they are. Um, Tell my, them where to find you at. So you can find me on Facebook page, Logan. It's, public profile i don't do the twitter thing and um you still do facebook you what 
You still do Facebook? Oh my gosh. Um, and then, (laughs) yeah, I still do Facebook. It's a, it's a thing for all marketing jobs. I feel like if you are in nonprofit or any, there's still a clientele that is on Facebook and that clientele kind of still got the money, but that's, those those are the people that that got the thousands to spend. That makes sense. What about Instagram? No. Um, Elizabeth page. Okay. All right. Thank you for doing this again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Have a good night.